Welcome back, everyone. This is season two, episode 14 of The Nest. And if this is your first time tuning in, I'm one of today's hosts, Maria Macias. And I'm Dane Drudrill, one of the other three hosts that we have today in, in our episode. And I'm Gabby Suarez, one of your other hosts for today. And you're listening to The Nest Original New Firebird Volume 3. And today's guest is one of our own Doral Academy Middle School counselors. She goes by the name of Ms. Basmahi. And this is her first year at Doral. So please be nice to her. <laughs> <laughs> Hi everyone, my name is Giovanna. I go by Gio, uh, and my last name is Asmahi, so I'm Ms. Asmahi. I am the middle school counselor for um, last names A through E, and yes, it is my first year as a school counselor. Before, um, my job was more clinical, so I was doing counseling outside of the school setting, so it is, you know, a lot of things that I'm learning. Um, but so far, I really like it. Um, everyone has been really nice and welcoming, you know, the staff and the kids that I've worked with. Everyone has been really nice to me. So, so far, I'm really enjoying the new experience. Yeah, I was going to ask how nice they've been at the beginning since you're new. I was actually going to ask that. But I'm <laughs> glad to hear you're doing well, and thank you for being here with us. Before we start off with our new Firebird, I just want to ask you, Ms. Basmahi, really, when you were in high school, when you were in the same situation as us, even in middle school, I want to know what your your plan was. What was your mentality when you were coming up or when you figured out what you wanted to do and where you're going? Okay, so my story might be a little bit um, different from you guys because I was actually born and raised in Colombia. I lived there until I was 14. When I came to the States, I went into um, ninth grade, so I didn't do middle school here. So like at first, it was just kind of like learning the language, making sure that I was getting good grades, like keeping up, you know, with my grades. Um, yeah. You know, just like making friends and like in that process. I kind of already knew that I wanted to go into law, like I wanted to do that free law, so I applied for a magnet program. Um, I, I live in Broward, so this is all in Broward. So I applied for a school that had a magnet program for free law, and I was doing like criminal justice, so I was taking classes, like college credits, and I really enjoyed it. It was a, it was a lot of effort because I was like really, really far from my house, so I had to wake up like super early to make it to the school, and my mom had to drive me, so like it was like a whole thing, but anyway, I got in. And I graduated with um, some college credits, so then after that I went to Broward College and I thought that I wanted to do free law. But then um, I didn't really like it, it wasn't really what I was expecting. I just really liked to like read our criminal justice and like watch documentaries, so maybe, you know, that's what I thought I wanted to do. But when I actually got to the, the college, I was like, no, this is not what I want to do. And then as one of my electives, I took a course in psychology and I just completely, completely fell in love. It was like love at first sight and I never went back. I immediately, I switched my major and that's when I knew that I wanted to do counseling. I applied to NOVA. Uh, I went to NOVA for my undergrad. I completed my four years in NOVA after my transfer. Um, it was like three years actually because I transferred from Broward College. I have a minor in substance abuse, which I don't use at all because I find I actually don't like doing a lot of um, substance abuse unless it's with adolescents. Um, with adults, I'm not really much into counseling adults. Um, so I really haven't done anything with that, but I really enjoy, there's a lot of things that I feel like I'm interested in and I like learning more of them, even if I'm not going to use them, for, you know, like I'm not going to apply for a job, but um, it was really good. It was really good. My opinions in NOVA, I really liked it. I actually lived at the dorms, which was amazing. I was like 21, 22, and 23, so it was like a really good time. It was a lot of fun, um, and I thought, you know, all the professors 
financially amazing. I was able to do an internship with this lady, her last name is, if I remember correctly, is Dr. Walker. She um, is one of the people that started the uh, Better Woman Syndrome Defense. She started off this really cool movement for people that are in abusive relationships for many years, and then like the only way out is to use maybe like physical force, and so for them to not go to prison afterwards, then they can use that as sort of like a defense. Um, mm-hmm. uh, like a, what do you call it, like a, not an excuse, but like for them to, when they, when they represent in the court, they can use that. Yeah, you're, you're, As you're an alibi? Right. Yes. So it was really cool. And I actually, I got to go to the, to the jail and interview like some inmates to collect data and put it in the program. So it was like a really unique experience, which I really liked. It kind of like opened my eyes into psychology. It's like such a eclectic field that there's so many different things that you can do. You, you can work at a school, you can work in the prison system, you can work in the hospital, you can work for university. Yeah, it, it's very you deep. Work, yeah, it's super. So I that just kind of like solidified like, yeah, this is what I wanted to do with my life. And after that, I went to FIU and I got my master's in mental health counseling. And then I got, you know, a couple jobs now under my belt. It's been like, I graduated from my master's in 2016. So it's been four years now. And this is the first time, like I said, that I am working as a school counselor. And I really like it so far. How difficult was the transition, not only your transition coming into into the States, but how difficult was the transition, like even here with your, your first job? Was it, did you pick up on that easy or? When I graduated from my master's, you mean I had my first job out of my master's? Yes. Okay, so it was difficult because the internship that I had for my master's was at a hospital, but it was a psychiatric unit where people would go when they get very corrected. Meaning like most of my experience with clients that the last year of my master's was only like, um, like emergency situations or like state lives in a crisis. So I didn't really get a, an opportunity to see a client from beginning to end a lot. It was only like short amount of time, maybe like two months, three months. Usually when you work with someone, you, um, you don't really put like a cap on it. You just say, you know, we have a plan and this is what we're gonna do. So you might end up seeing your client for maybe like a year, a year and a half, maybe just six months. I didn't really have that opportunity to see, you know, a client from beginning to end for like a long period of time. And then when I got a job, it was like, okay, here's your client. And, and then I was like, oh, okay, now I'm going to see this person for indefinitely. So that was like, that was like the hardest thing for me to transition to. Yeah, and going into how now you're a middle school counselor here in Dorado Academy, is that where you want to stay right now? Or do you also want to explore the high school field instead of middle school or like anything else in the psychological field? So I do actually really like um, counseling at the school. I like, I like doing school counseling. Um, I do like the middle school population, but I do also like the high school population. But right now, that's just like, you know, an opportunity here for me, at least. I know Ms. Ms. Vega, um, she has both high school students and middle school students, but for me, I will only have middle school students. Elementary is not something that I'm interested in just because they're so small. I don't feel like I'm as effective. Um, I can connect more with, you know, the preteens or, or the teenagers. And like I said, adults, I'm not crazy about it. You know, I obviously work with the parents. And I can work with adults. I've done it before, yeah, but I, I really like this this age range right now. So for now, yes, it's something that I want to stay here. Yeah. So like th- this age, this is your comfort zone. This is where this is where you like it. This is my preference. Yes. Your okay, okay. I, I prefer. I would say my comfort zone is probably high school um, students, 
which is my, my old job. I used to work at UM. Um, I, it was mostly high school students. But I, I, that age range, you know, preteens to teenagers, you know, 18, maybe like 21 young adults, that's like the population that I have the most experience. And do you think there's a big difference between the middle school population and the high school population? So for counseling, do you think it's a big difference or do you think we're relatively the same? I think there is a difference. A lot of our high school students are just, you know, you're getting ready for like real life, kind of. And so a lot of the issues that come up have to do with maybe like moving out of the house, figuring out financial situations, applying to colleges. Maybe people in high school have already have like maybe like a long-term relationship with a partner and they maybe have a breakup or like they experience, you know, um, different things for the first time, you know, like romantic experiences or yeah. like, a, like a sexual experience or something like that. And for like middle schoolers, maybe their, their issues are more like maybe like social issues, like how to make friends, how to maintain friendships, how to make healthy relationships, how to get along with their parents. And how did you get involved with, with the rock? Like, did you hear from a friend? Did they reach out to you? How did you get involved with the rock? Yes, I actually have a really good friend of mine. She is also a counselor, but not here in another school in the rock. And I let her know, I was like, hey, her name's Camila. I was like, Camila, I, I want to switch jobs because the job that I had was really, really stressful. I hope no one's hearing me, but it was, it was really stressful, even though I loved it. But with COVID, it was getting like very stressful. Like I would finish working be like at 9 p.m. sometimes, and it was just too much. Yeah. Um, and so I, I just really needed like a change, and I've always wanted to get into school counseling. It was something that I've, I've been like eyeing those jobs for a while. She's like, okay, um, send your resume to this email, and I sent my resume, and within like 10 days, I was hired. It was crazy. It was like, it meant to me like something. Shout out Camila for sending out, sending <laughs> to us here in the yeah. What do you find, like, what's the biggest difficulty that you've seen, even though we, you just started? So I think the biggest um, obstacle for me is kind of like adjusting that I, my role as a counselor is basically to remove obstacles that are getting in the way of students achieving academic success or emotional well-being. And that's very different from what I, I was doing at UM because I was providing long-term treatment, right? So I was seeing my clients for at least an hour, sometimes two hours a week. But for now, I have 500 students. I, there's no way that I can do that and answer the emails and make it meeting and do my paperwork and there's just no way, right? So it's hard sometimes because sometimes I feel like I'm not doing enough because I'm only seeing a student for 15 minutes or 20 minutes. And I wish I could, you know, give more of my time or maybe see them more often. But um, I do understand that my role is not to be like their outside counselor. It's, it's my my role is to be their school counselor. So mm -hmm. it, there's limits to what I can do. And then if I feel like they need more, I can refer them out. So that does make me feel better. But that's difficult sometimes because you want to go always like that for my yeah, of course. And from all of those jobs that you've experienced, you're obviously very well experienced. You've been in this field for a few years. Do you have any hardships that you faced, like specifically just like a certain memory that was really hard for you? And then like on a positive note, like your favorite memory? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I think the hardest thing would be to like balance work and like your private life. Sometimes when you work with people that have mental health problems or that you want to help them or you go into a career that, you know, you just 
like social work or counseling. You just really want to be there for people. But I think having like boundaries and saying, okay, this is this is my job, this is my role, this is what I can do, so that I don't like burn myself out. And then also doing things for myself, whatever that means. Like if it means like maybe I'll go to the beach uh, on the weekend or uh, like I'll read a book or you know just like taking care of myself and having those boundaries and making sure that I am taking care of myself. That was a challenge like the two years the when after graduated like the early you know the early years of my career that was a good chance because i wasn't really used to that yeah all right let's leave all the negative stuff to this i don't want to talk about all the negative. <laughs> this is what you do like counseling you love helping people uh please just go into like short-term goals that you have your favorite parts memories that you've made like let's bring it back to the positive like <laughs> Okay, so there's actually a lot of positives to my, my job because I get to see people grow. I get to see people get better. A lot of people come, you know, I meet them when they're, they're going through a pretty difficult time. So it's beautiful. It's actually really nice to see that and, and to go to bed thinking like, okay, I'm actually making a difference. You know, I'm, I'm making society better. I'm making my community better. When someone's happy, when someone is healthy, they're productive, they're contributing to society, right? They're not out, you know, out there doing crazy things. So that's something that makes me feel, it makes me feel really good. For some clients, give me like gifts, you know, even though we don't really accept them. But there was this one particular girl, she she had been through a lot of things in her life, like a lot, a lot of things. She came to me when I was working at UM, and it was hard for her to connect with a counselor, but she connected really well for me, with me, I mean. And so when we got to the end, the last session, she brought me like a stuffed animal. It was like a bunny, like an Easter bunny kind of thing. And it was just so fluffy and beautiful. And I had it in my office and like, it would comfort me when I had like bad days. And that was really nice. It was it, it was just like really nice to know that you made a difference in someone else's life. And I do have one of my clients, she's a previous client of mine. She actually got a scholarship, which she was in track, I think. And I'm pretty sure she didn't be in the, in the Olympics. So that was really cool. Ooh. I can't say her name, of course, but that was really cool. It's like you get to be part of someone's progress and just like their success. Like it makes you happy to see them, you know? She's not really first responder type firefighter, but she's out there. She's she's helping everyone psychologically. Mentally that, first responder. That, that's what she's doing. She's yeah. making a difference. Yeah. Well, I am first responder. If, if someone is, you know, having a lot of difficulties and they're maybe harming themselves or they don't want to harm someone else. Uh, it's really inspiring to hear all of that. But I do want to ask, do you have any goals for the upcoming year? You know, 2020 has been difficult on everyone. So do you have any long-term goals for the upcoming year now that you have this new job now that you're new here what what do you have planned okay so for the next year i'm actually saving to buy a house i'm probably not gonna buy a house maybe a townhouse or an apartment um so that's my plan i'm saving right now you know getting you know my finances in order and like uh, meet like a realtor or something like just making sure that i'm doing everything so that maybe by the end of next year or around this time i can purchase a home or maybe in 2022 this is like taking that year to make sure that i'm getting ready for that but that's like a long-term goal and then my short-term goal would be actually this is the first time that i'm maybe off in the summer so um i, I really wanted to go visit my grandma she lives in colombia and i just wanted to spend like some time with her and she wanted to take me like from her hometown where she was born and she wanted to like show me around. I don't know if that's possible with COVID or not, but you know, that's something that I really wanted to do with her. She's turning 87 next year. So that's something that means a lot to me. And then of course, you know, the usual just like exercising, eating healthier. <laughs> 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 we all of course. To. 
And that goes along with your New Year's resolution too, right? I mean, that- yeah, yeah. I would say that's my New Year's resolution. Maybe to like just I I do eat pretty healthy, but maybe like getting better at like food prepping so that I can bring lunch like every day, not like eating out all the time. Yeah. Um, and like making sure that I go to sleep at the same time, waking up at the same time. Maybe like I really want to get into like meditation this year, and I really wanted to learn Italian, which I think that oh, wow. would be like easy for me because sometimes I watch like movies it's okay no dream big that, no dream big that's that's what we preach here i think it's really important uh for myself like my new year's resolution i want to start getting my internships going this is my last year here in doral like i want to get out there volunteer hours I don't know, Mari, if you want to share some of your New Year's resolutions. Yeah, um, I have pretty basic resolutions, like you said, like eating healthier. But I feel like it's really important if I'm feeling healthier, like physically, I feel like mentally I'll feel healthier too and like I'll feel better. So I feel like it's important to come into the new year wanting to start new things. I'm also like a really picky eater. So yeah, she is. It's, it's, it's really basic, but I want to start eating more things and like healthier and like branching out that type of thing. Yeah, it's Chipotle or nothing. <laughs> Chipotle is just the best. Gabby, but share with me. Share with me. Gabby, what are your. What? Oh, I love Chipotle. Yeah, you better. Uh, just not seven <laughs> days a week. Okay, but whatever. Eat, Gabby, go. I eat Chipotle almost every day. Yes, me oh, too. Wow. We, have, we have another one. And you know, they just opened one like right by my house, apart from the other two that were right by my house. So it's like a sign to like go get Chipotle today, of course. It's definitely a sign. All right. I mean, you called me a proud Chipotle going to come out of me. Yes, literally. Gabby, I want to hear some of your resolutions that you have. I know you have to have a few. <laughs> Don't be that guy. Basic, like Mani said, I'm also a really picky eater, so just try to, you know, expand that. Just spend more time with the people I love, and I'm trying to save up for a car and just get ready for my transition to FIU, I guess. Oh, I like that. I'm saving up for a car. That's cool. Miss Basmahi, I want you to share with us, just so we can help out even younger students with their New Year's resolutions, just some some goals or some tips, any tips. advice. Yeah, mostly tips for kids that want to go in the same career path as you, maybe if they want to go on the psychological career path. So if someone wants to be a counselor, whether it's a, you know, a school counselor or just a counselor in, in general, I would really advise you to speak with someone, maybe like if you can get an interview or phone call with someone that's already a counselor. So they can explain how it really works. <laughs> because when you go to school and when you study on the textbook, you know, you understand everything that you can be, you can understand and you can you can memorize all the theories and, and everything, but that's one thing and a different thing is to apply it. And actually in my cohort I have a couple of classmates that they did not like it at all. So I, I would highly encourage someone to reach out and speak to someone. If, if someone wants to, you know, talk to me, I, I'd be more than happy to help, help out with anything if I can answer any questions. But I think that's a really good way. And then also, just to to figure out where you want to go to school, maybe you can get some of the prerequisites already. If math is not like your strong subject, make sure that maybe you get a tutor because there's a lot of statistics that go into um, counseling when you want to do like a, like a master's or a PhD. In psychology, which I saw your face, is not as hard as it as it sounds. It's actually pretty cool if you if you. I mean, if you're not like crazy about math, it can be a little bit challenging, but I don't think it's something that's impossible for you to learn. Mm-hmm. But just making sure that you understand what you're getting into, and then and this is a tip that I think goes for everyone, even if you're not going to counseling. 
make sure that you also figure out like a financial plan for you to go to school so that when you graduate you're not like you know with a drowning in student debt yeah yeah so whatever that is even if it's you know taking um two classes having a part-time job paying those classes getting a credit card if you can and managing that in that way but do something instead of just like mindlessly borrowing money from the government and then when you graduate having this big financial burden yeah having it on your shoulders yeah, yeah. no I'm, I'm glad you share that and i'm pretty sure we say the same thing every episode is have a plan have goals for yourself miss pasmahi i want you to if you don't mind just advice that you wish you would have gotten on your way up even your college career on some difficulties that you just want to share so that students could avoid so they can do better so sometimes i think that i wish i would have known that kind of like everything is going to be okay that that your mental health is more important and that being like happy is more important than for example like going to school full time and then keeping like a part time job you know you can't do everything at the same time so if you need to focus on one thing that's okay just give yourself permission to to focus on that and kind of like always listen to your intuition listen to your gut feeling if something doesn't feel right don't do it if you feel pressured to do something or if you feel like okay, I'm going to go to this, this school or I'm studying this or um, I'm going down this path, but it feels like this is not something that I really want to do. It's okay to take a break and, you know, maybe just reassess your goals and think about what you want to do. Don't get in that, you know, if you get a credit card, make sure you manage it, make sure you pay <laughs> everything on time. Do not, do not, like, live above your means. Like, I know Gabby said you're saving for a car. Make sure you set realistic goals for that first car. It might not be like a Lexus, you know, unless you can afford that. But if you can, you know, <laughs> make sure it's like a Toyota or something that's going to take you from like A to B, but it's not going to like force you to work to make sure that you can keep up with that. Um, make sure you take breaks too. Make sure you enjoy. Make sure you enjoy your college years. Those are amazing years. If you like to travel, you know, if you like to see the world, I would encourage you to do that. Because then after you graduate, it's like, you're going to go to work every day. And that's it. You're going to have vacation. If you're lucky like me, maybe you have summers off, maybe you don't. Or maybe you have like two weeks off the entire year. That's it. Yeah, (laughs) of course. Just to wrap it up with a really positive note, I kind of want us all to share our best moments of 2020. This is going up on New Year's, so... Happy New Year's, everyone. So yeah, just like your favorite moment from 2020. If you want me to start it off, my favorite moments from 2020. I know it's been it's been a rough year. I can't even lie. Difficult. Yeah. It's it's been difficult, but I've been very productive with myself. I worked on my mental health, as as you said. I know that's really important. I really caught up on just stuff that I, that I need to do, even as simple as just cleaning my room. I mean, it was it was very productive. Uh, met a lot of new people that I probably wouldn't have met if it weren't just for this simple social distancing. I I really tried to make everything as positive as it was. I think my favorite part of this year was um, going into the podcast and having our own little like Firebird family here. And I think it's really cool to connect with new people and people that I would have never met if I hadn't gone into this class. And of course, guests like yourself, Miss Basmahi, very excited to see who else we can interview and, and just very happy that we get to meet all of these really incredible people and get to like share their stories. Thank you. So for me, I actually had a couple of things that happened this year that were really good. So the first one is that my sister's pregnant. I mean, oh, congratulations. congratulations. First time Tia, which is amazing. I can't wait. Um, she's due next year. So I'm already like going crazy on Amazon, like buying everything. Of course. Yeah, that's going to be there forever. Because um, it's only like my sister and I that, that's it. We don't have like anyone else. 
like a new like pointy core savings. So we have like like a new baby. It's just like amazing. I think it's like the first grandkid on my mom's side since my cousin that's like twenty eight or something like that. So this is like really exciting news for everyone in my mom's side of the family. So that was super exciting. And then um, actually I had my dad sick this year in the hospital, but he made a full recovery. So I'm like super glad and I'm super grateful for his health. And that was beautiful because I appreciate him that much more. And have, um, I can have this holiday with them. And I can just like, like Gabby said, you know, spend time with family members, spend time with people that you love. So I'm really, really glad that I get to do that. And then honestly, this job was one of the best things that happened to me this year. It like completely changed my life. It gave me like a whole new, life like a new schedule uh, like a better pay even just like <laughs> it was like a really like the highlight of like my personal life i guess yeah of course gabby <laughs> so this year like they said very difficult very rough but um personally i took really big steps for my own mental health and you know i started surrounding myself with people that, that really like i don't know like i just finally was able to make a big step to make myself happy and surround myself with people that make me happy and you know getting into college and seeing my mom's face when we could pay the the 200 deposit for FIU you know it was great of course that's super cute okay uh basmahi i want to give you a big thank you for taking the time for this podcast episode i'd hate to wrap it up and i'd love to keep talking but we got to stay on topic here okay well thank you everyone for having me it was a pleasure i think um all of the questions were amazing questions i'm really excited to you know share all of my quote-unquote knowledge with you <laughs> but um if you have any more questions or if anyone listening has any questions feel free to email me my email is um gvasmaji at doralacademyprep.org make sure to check out doral academy preps social media doral academy prep for the instagram you can also check us out on TikTok, Dural Academy is our ad, and check out our blog, thefpdigital.com, and we hope to catch you next week on the next. Thank you, guys.